into the 2022 PGA Tour season. Another great one this past week, and I'll tell you what, maybe not for our pocketbooks, Bones DK and TW Man 66, but if you are a fan of PGA Tour golf, these two endings to these first two tournaments are just fantastic. I mean, it's anything, uh, if it's giving us any indicator as what's to come later on in the 2022 season, it's going to be fantastic. Hideki Matsuyama making that blind shot to within three feet from 277 yards. We didn't talk a lot about Hideki last week, Bones DK, but uh, he is certainly, when he's in a tournament, he is capable of winning it, that's for sure. Yeah, man, uh, congrats to Hideki. He's a, he's a great player. I mean, we should have, we definitely overlooked him a little bit there, but man, I think Wildman actually cashed on a pretty big ticket with a Hideki lineup, so um, it was kind of obvious in hindsight, but yeah, man, more golf. I mean, it's great to, it's great to have action-packed golf back. It was just great being in the Northeast. I know Wildman's down there in St. Petersburg, but being in the Northeast, those visuals, I was telling my wife, I was like, just watching this tournament, forget the golf. They could just pan around Hawaii all weekend long, and I would have been satisfied. Wildman, we want to talk about Hideki with you because you did cash a big ticket on it, but we were on Russell Henley. We talked about him in the podcast, and we thought he would be a good fit for that course last week. Any thoughts about how the tournament finished up? Yeah, it was an exciting finish. I mean, we 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 did cash an 11x ticket that had Henley and Hideki on it. Uh, it was only five for six. Ramey missed the cut. Otherwise, it would have been a runaway uh, title in that particular DK tournament. But um, yeah, exciting finish. I mean, you know, you got to Henley in that spot where we also liked Kisner. So we were overweight on Kisner in that spot, but that one Henley lineup did come through for us. And, you know, we got the result we were looking for out of Kisner, too, you know? I mean, um, called him to win, but, hey, how much closer can you get than third, right? So, I can't remember I can't remember which content provider I was listening to, but there's a lot of great golf content out there right now, and I consume a ton of it. But um, I think Cam Smith kind of took the Kevin Kisner route this weekend that we thought Kisner might take after the national championship. Smith kind of celebrated his, uh, his victory down there drinking Mai Tais was unable to make the cut. So we were high on cam, but he was unable to make that, uh, that cut. And I'm telling you bones DK, one thing about this event this past week, it had been a while since we had DK golf and it was great to have the no cut event in that first weekend. But when you get into a cut event, the highs and lows, it's like a roller coaster ride, man. Because if you only get a four out of six in, forget it. Your history, you get that five out of six, you maybe got a chance. But man, when you get a six for six, the the feeling, the overwhelming feeling of pride just oozes out of you, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I was getting texts left and right on uh, Friday, you know, of, of the six for six lineups and just how excited everyone was. I mean, it, it, it's the best feeling in the world when you get a six to six through. And like you said, when you get a five of six, it's just close enough to keep you watching. You know, we have cashed pretty big on a five of six before. So, uh, you know, Kevin Kisner got it done, man. Shout out to Michael McNeil. He had a $1,700 cash on Kisner top five. Uh, our other boy Gannon, new to the podcast, was texting me all week. His first ever lineup, six for six, and I think made a run in the $55, I think top 50 of the tournament. So, uh, man, just a really exciting week. I was real close as well again. But again, man, this is why we play every week. You just need 
need to get a little warm-up going, and we'll get we'll get a big one cast here. That's what I said to start it. We're kind of easing our way into the PGA uh, 2022 season. We are back on the mainland this week, La Quinta in California. This is the American Express. It was Sungjae Um that won last year. Is that correct, Wildman? Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim, I'm sorry. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the course this week at La Quinta. They play it every year. What do you know about it? Yeah, so this particular tournament, the American Express, is different than any other tournament because it's a 54-hole cut this week. So there's three courses in the rotation. Each player gets a shot at each course. It's the stadium course, the Nicholas Tournament course, and uh, La Quinta. So they'll play 18 on each course, and then they play the final round, T65 and ties at the stadium course. So that's the one we're really going to be zeroing in on because you're getting half the uh, tournament as opposed to 25% of the tournament on that course but generally speaking guys it's an easy course if you look at the history you know you're seeing scores in the that mid to low 20 under par range so we're going to be zeroing in on birdie makers um it's a course that does not require length off the tee uh it actually requires accuracy but not even accuracy that much we're, we're calling it kind of like a, a really a two-shot tournament meaning that you're setting up your second shot on the tee box uh, to attack these greens from lower proximities, like 125 in. It's got a very high birdie ratio, uh, more so than the tour from that range. And it's also a premium on par five scoring, uh, significantly a low scoring par five tournament as well. So not a ton of trouble because you're not getting a lot of rip it and rip it off the tee. However, it's the PGA Tour, so wayward drives can get you in trouble. But um, we're, we're zeroing in more on expecting guys to be a little shorter off the tee, clubbing down in the fairway and having a very good opportunity uh, to make birdie out here. So how do you handicap for comparable courses here then, Wildman? If you are going to be going to three different courses, what are kind of the stats we're looking at here? Because you said it, it might be a birdie fest, so obviously we want guys that are going to make birdies, but where do some of these other you know shots gained stats figure in if, it, if they do at all? Yeah, it's a Pete Dye design, so that's going to be the number one correlation this week. Is Dye has a very specific way of designing it, like I just described. You know, setting up those uh, layup forced layups is what you'll see a lot of this week. Um, setting up those shorter irons into par fives and into par fours. Um, so we're going to look at 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 Pete Dye correlation, like Sedgefield, like Harbor Town, like TPC River Highlands, uh, Austin Country Club courses like that that are Dye designs. Uh, that also have smaller greens. You know, that's something else we can look at. Um, these greens, generally speaking, are on the on the smaller end of square footage. So, you know, you might see a, 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 a you might need a little bit better of a short game. But our thought is, if you're missing the green, setting up short game like that, you're probably not going to make many birdies. So, uh, we're going to be zeroing in, like I said, on on those setup shots that are uh, proximity to the hole with wedges in your hand. All right, birdie makers in this tournament. Eh, I don't know if it's the strongest field, but it does have John Rahm in it and Patrick Cantlay, two of the top five players in the world. Is Cantlay number two player in the world right now? He's up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah. maybe number three. I don't know if he's past Morikawa. Okay, so we know Rahm... We know Rom can make birdies. I mean, for crying out loud, he had 32 birdies and an eagle in his first tournament in Hawaii. We know Cantlay can make a lot of birdies. We have Scotty Scheffler. First time we've mentioned his name on this podcast. Feels good to say it in 2022 because we love Scheffler. Tony Finau going to be at 10,200. Those are the only guys that are in uh, five-digit 
pay ranges this week. Uh, Rom at 11-3, Cantlay at 10-9, Scheffler at 10-6, Finau at 10-2. I think you kind of learned a little bit last week if you took Cam Smith. 11-3 is a lot of money to be paying for a golfer, so you better make sure they're not only making the cut, but they're probably finishing in the top 20, top 10 if you're going to pay that kind of money. Cam didn't do it last week. Are you afraid or confident in any of these top four guys, Bones DK? You know, this is a, it's an interesting range, obviously, uh, the, the best players in the field. But you get you get Patrick Cantley and John Rahm, John Rahm, who actually have some pretty good history here. Uh, Rahm won this tournament in 2018, uh, with a followed up by a top six. Patrick Cantley has a second and a ninth. And then you get Scotty Scheffler with a third place in 2020, where we cashed our first big ticket, Scotty Scheffler. The problem was Scotty Scheffler was only about $7,200 in that tournament back in 2020. And now he's 10,600. And then Finau with a fourth and 14th. Finau actually had a share of the um, low court uh, shot record here with a 62. Uh, he tied it, so has a really good round here. With, and that was in his 14th place in 2020. Uh, but the guy I really like out of this range is Patrick Cantlay. You just compare prices. Scotty Scheffler only $300 cheaper than Patrick Cantlay. I just think, you know, I love Scotty. It's great for him to be back. But, man, that's a big price for him. I think if you're going to pay up this week, you're probably going to want to go after Rom or Cantlay. And it's my pick uh, is Cantlay this week. Yeah, Rom, Cantlay, Scheffler. I mean, you know, one of those things is not like the others. They're wild, man. Scheffler, do you agree with what Bones DK is saying at 10-6? That, that's a pretty penny for a guy that hasn't won yet, right? Yeah, I, I think so. But, I mean, look, there's only a handful of guys on the PGA Tour, in my opinion, that can have one of those stretches of, like, nine under through a 10-hole stretch. I think Scotty's one of those guys. Um, there's a lot working for him for me this week. He rates out very, very well proximity under 125 which is a, a key target for us um which you know then if he's playing well with the wedge in his hand or the gap wedge in his hand he's probably gonna have good proximity and good opportunities so he can pour him in he can get streaky um look you know you, you got a guy that's got top tens all over the world including the wgc uh, match play where he ran through the field until he ran into billy horschel in the final there uh which is a die setup so he's got success at die courses. Uh, one thing I'd say is working against Scotty is that 12 out of the 13 uh, previous winners here have played one of the two Hawaii swing events. So Scotty doesn't check that box. So similar to last week, we might be looking, giving a little bit of edge to guys that aren't making their season debut. Um, but you know, the guy right below him is Finau, right? And it's almost like, Scotty's almost the new Finau, right? Like world of talent. Uh, top tens at every major, you know, contends at all these big tournaments, gets crazy streaky, but just can't really get over that hump. Well, Tony got over that hump recently with a big uh, FedEx Cup playoff win. Maybe it's Scotty's time. I, I could see it. Scheffler's one of those guys that if he can get that elusive win, you know, it may pop the cork and you may see him win two, three, four, five times on tour in one single season. All right, we go to the $9,000 tier. 99 is Sung J M Gooch, who we've liked a lot on this podcast just two weeks in. 97, Seamus Power at 95. Corey Connors, who I've always loved. 94, makes a lot of birdies. Matt Wolf making his debut. 9,300. Answer, 9,200. Zalatoris, 9,100. And then our boy, Russell Henley. Is he a bargain at 9,000 this week, Bones DK? 
Yeah, man, Russell Henley did what Russell Henley does. He blows it. You know, he, he usually starts <laughs> off hot and uh, lost, so it's not surprising there. Um, I'm not going to go back to Henley this week, even though he does um, rate out pretty well. If you look at Henley's course history down here, he has four missed cuts in his Ugly. So I just don't – that definitely worries me. Um, if you want to go back onto him and you think he has a hot uh, irons right now, then go for it. But I'm not going to get there. You know, I'm really looking at these top three guys. Sung J.M., a 12th, a 10th, and a 12th. Uh, the last two weeks, he was over 25% owned in the big tournament. So kind of a letdown missing the cut last week. I think it's a good opportunity to Sung J.M. to play him back uh, when he's finally not getting any love after disappointing a lot of people last week. Uh, the other two guys I like a lot here are Taylor Gooch. I mean, I'm just, I can't get off Gooch yet. I'm looking at par five scoring this week and he gets a ton of Eagles. He has good history with a top 21, 17th and a fourth. And uh, there's just something going on with this guy right now. I mean, his finishes are very legit. He has a 60th place right here. And besides that, he has a fourth, 11th, fifth, first, 15th and 27th. So he's hot. Uh, yeah, I, I love Taylor Gooch, especially at a course that he likes a lot. And then you go back to a guy that I mentioned two weeks ago and just slapped me right in the face last week by not playing him. This guy is legit. Seamus Power finishes with a third place, 22 birdies. And there's only two par fives last week, so the, the Eagles weren't really there. So go back to the, the courses where there's a lot of par fives, two Eagles, one Eagle, one Eagle, 20 birdies. So, man, he is getting up there in price, unfortunately, but I think I'm going to go back to power. In fact, he's my favorite play here in the 9K range. Boy, some of these guys, you know, power, gooch, I'm used to seeing them with like 75 next to their name, 78. You're paying a premium for them this week already into the 9,000, the high 9,000 tier. Let me ask you this. Some guy that's usually around this tier, around 9,000 in just about every tournament, Abraham Answer. We've talked a lot about him, Wild Man. Is Abraham Answer the answer this week at La Quinta? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think this bottom 9K tier range is really pick your poison, okay? Corey Connors, one of the better strokes gained tee to green players out there. Silky smooth, doesn't really get himself into trouble. You know, a guy that can obviously produce, and he's in good form. You know, you got Abraham Answer. The argument for him is that his strokes gained approach have been immaculate for the most part, despite his bad finishes. It's very, very typical of answer. You know, can he get that putter going? And he hasn't been able to yet, but you know, good finishes at die courses. He's got really good finishes at river highlands, I believe as well as good finishes here. So a guy that man, if you can, if you can stomach, you know, a week long of eight to 10 footers for answer, that's what you're going to get. You know, it's just Kenny, Kenny run him in. And then, um, you know, obviously right there as well. Uh, who's the other guy, Rob? I'm not looking at the, at the draft. Um, well, Matthew, Wolf. Matthew yeah, Wolf, Wolf. Right? We're putting a lot of, lot on stroke game par five. He's right there too. So this is really a pick your poison range right here. I would tend to say that answers the best player of those three. Um, but I, I'd also say I'd probably expect Connors to finish the best of those three. The $8,000 tier is also very interesting. We talk about value bones, DK. This might be the tier where you're going to get the most value this week. Tringali at 89, Patrick Reed at 88, uh, Bazudenhut 87, Justin Rose, major winner at 86, Ricky Fowler 85, 
Norin 84, Kim at 83, Ortiz at 82, Vegas at 81, and Luke List coming at 8,000. These are some names that we have not said all year long. Obviously, a lot of guys making their debut. So that's going to factor in here too, uh, Bones DK. But who's the value pick out of this $8,000 tier? I'll tell you what, Edge, I'm actually going to go the opposite. I do not like this range really much at all. Um, I, I think there's tons of plays in the $9,000 and $10,000 range that you need to try to squeeze in. But I'm going to pop all the way down to the 7 k range in my DraftKings build this week. Um, you know, I think there are a couple guys, you know, Sibu C- Kim is the defending champion. I think Bezenhout. Uh, however you say his name, I'm not. I'm never going to get it right. Is it Bazudenhout? <laughs> Bazudenhout. Bazudenhout. <laughs> I feel like we have the same conversation every podcast from this guy. Whatever his name is. Busy. Um, Let's just call him Busy. Yeah, Busy. I like it. Um, but, you know, he, he played last, uh, at the Sony Open and 21 birdies and an eagle. Like uh, Wildman said, this guy's a pretty legit golfer, and I think he's going to have a great year. So I think he's worth a gamble in the 8K range. But that's all I really got here. I, I do not like this range at all. Maybe maybe Luke List, Jonathan Jonathan Vegas was a guy I used to play last year. Um, List has some pretty good history here. Maybe Luke List down there in the 8K range. Uh, Wildman. Double top tens. You know, the defending like, champion, Siwoo Kim, doesn't do it for you? Well, I mean, his reputation is that he's a Pete Dye stud. You know, all of his success is at Pete Dye. Obviously, he's won this event. He won the Players' Championship, which is, you know, arguably the fifth major. Also a Pete Dye design. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, Siwoo Kim's one of those guys, like, I would put him in I would put him in the same, as far as DraftKings goes, I would put him in the same camp as, like, Jason Day, Kevin Na, um, Louis Ustazen. Guys that like can just totally burn you on Thursday by either withdrawing or just, you know, having a mental breakdown of some capacity. So the guy that's always carrying that risk, but man, does he have a, a high reward when he's clicking. Um, I don't know if I'll get to see with Kim. I do like Johnny Vegas at 8K. I feel like he's sort of under the radar right now, and he's won here at this particular course. Um, you know, had that great run through the Olympics and and uh, he's played well at Pete Dye. If you remember him making that like 85 footer on 17 uh, at the players to make a run there. Um, so yeah, he's a guy I can get behind. So uh, we dropped down then to the $7,000 tier. Too many guys to, to name here, but some notables that I will throw out. Some guys that won last year. Brian Harmon at 79. Cam Champ at 78. Uh, let's see. We go down a little bit further here. We got Lucas Glover. I heard you guys say a comparable course or correlated course might be Austin Country Club. I know uh, Glover's a Texas guy. Varner at 76. Our boy Doug the Gim Reaper. First time we've said his name on the 2022 podcast. He's at 75. If I had a guy that I went down on the ship with last year, and again, I'm not as, as intense as Bones DK and TW Man are, but boy, Doug, Doug Gim and I. Woo! We went way back last year. Um, but, boy, man, you can go all the way down here, dude. I mean, there's there's probably 30 guys here in the $7,000 range, Bones DK. So who's doing it for you here? Where are you getting your value? Yeah, so, you know, this is the range I do like. I'm probably going to build around it a lot and skip most of that AK range, like I said. Um, Russell Knox has some really good history here, a 16th, 18th, and a 37th. Um, Adam Hadwin, second and a third here. I know Wildman likes him. I'll let him talk about Adam Hadwin. I think Brian Harmon is a great play here. You're just looking for guys that, you know, I'm looking at history here because you haven't seen too much of these guys. 
Uh, Lucas Glover, I was a week early on him, obviously. He missed the cut for everyone the week before and comes up with a fifth place last week. So I do like Lucas Glover. A guy I'm really going to highlight down here is Michael Thompson. Um, coming off a fifth place last week, it has a fifth and a ninth here. So I, I think there's a lot of value with Michael Thompson. Had a lot of birdies. He can make a lot of eagles. And um, in history, he's known to back-to-back uh, you know, top five. So I'm not worried about him just having a good week and then fading off. So I think he's a very strong play. And Doug Gim, welcome back to Gim Reaper. Missed cut in a fifth place here. Edge, are you going to get on Doug Gim this week? You know, you love Gim's uh, value every week because he's like sub 8,000 every week. But you want to talk about answer missing eight to 10 foot putts? Doug Gim will miss four to six footers <laughs> all afternoon long, dude. And they will cost you in the end. And he's like one of those guys. I feel like he's like one of those marathon runners that can like jump out ahead of everyone in the first day. And then he slowly but surely just gives it back and gives it back before you're in a complete panic tailspin mode on Sunday afternoon in the back nine. And you're like, I got no chance with this guy. He's history. Sounds like a good first round leader bet. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I can tell you this also, Rob. Bet the opposite against me. I think right now on NFL, I'm about... 0 for 11 in my last 11 games, by the way, in the NFL. <laughs> and somehow somehow I'm going to find myself cheering as a Steelers fan. I'm going to somehow find myself cheering for Tom Brady this weekend, which is just out of control also. But anyhow, look, Wild Man, give me what you got here in the 7,000 value. Any Anybody that you like. Yeah, I'm going to start with Harmon at 7,900. Rob, you mentioned Hadwin. Look, his results at this particular event speak for themselves, right? And he was, a, at one time, I believe, a top 30 player in the world recently. But Harmon is a guy, guys, don't forget, six months ago, Harmon is like 8,800 at majors. Mm-hmm. And we're firing him up like first guy in. He's got the talent. Uh, this course sets up well for him. He's got a slew of top 10s here, as well as top 20s. Um, and a guy that, you know, has played bo- uh, played last week, pardon me, had an okay finish. So maybe he's getting it back together and a guy that, that could slide in there at a low ownership and produce. I mean, again, contended at the Masters, contended at the U.S. Open. Um, was he in the final like group of one of those tournaments? Wasn't he in the final group of the U.S. Open, maybe? I, I, I believe the Masters is where he went. I know he like, five-jacked one uh, in one of those. Yeah, that was the U.S. Open. Yeah, that was the U.S. Open. Okay. Um, okay. But the other guy I want to mention down here quickly is Munoz, another favorite of ours, right? And remember, we we say Munoz is a no-cut guy. Well, you're getting three rounds guaranteed here out of Munoz. He can pour in birdies. He's got a top five in his last appearance on the PGA Tour. Um, Give me 54 holes of Sebastian Munoz anywhere. I think he can make enough birdies to produce, especially at that mid-7K range. And then finally, uh, it would be Kevin Streelman down here. Um, who's, you know, had a lot of success at die courses, particularly uh, River Highlands, where, you know, they call that the Kevin Struman Open sometimes. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back to you, Wild Man, for your Flyer of the Week with Bones DK. Anybody we left off this list, maybe sub-7,000 before we hear the Flyer. No, I, I do like Wildman's Brian Harmon take, and you know, I, I, you know, we said a corollary course was the Travelers, and I just scrolled down and saw that he has a fifth place at the Travelers. So that is something to look at, Wildman. I do like that take, and, and then you go back to last year, what he's talking about: a third of the players, twelfth of the Masters, thirteenth at the RBC, which is a, another corollary course, eighteenth at Wells Fargo, 
and then a fifth of the Travelers, which is our top corollary course here. So uh, Wildman has a pretty good take there. I, I do like Harmon. He may he have just good. unlocked the code for this weekend here with Brian Harmon, perhaps. What is the who is the flyer of the week this uh, week, Wildman? Sub seven thousand. All right, we got sub seven thousand. We're at sixty five hundred. We're picking a five time PGA Tour winner. Uh, you might know him from the, being the last guy that, that used to not have a sponsorship on his hat uh, because he believed <laughs> that that mattered, right? But he's a five-time PGA Tour winner. Uh, hasn't won in a while, but he had a back injury. Um, he can go low. You know, he's won tournaments at 22, 24 under par. He's had success at die courses. He's finished sixth at this particular event. And a guy that I think, you know, he played last week. Um I, you know, a guy that I think can can set up well for a course like this where it doesn't demand length and he can get hot with a wedge and run in some uh, birdies. And that's Ryan Moore, Flyer of the Week. Uh, bet at your own risk. Use at your own risk. Ryan Moore is our Flyer of the Week. 6500 bucks. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the guy is a five-time winner. You like to have winners in uh, in your lineups. That's for sure, man. Guys that have been there before. Bones, what about a value pick of the week? Anybody out there that you can give us that you think is the best talent versus their price? You know, I'm looking at guys down here in the 7K range. I think this week the value isn't up top because you're getting guys like Power and Gooch that all of a sudden are $9,500. So you got to come down to the 7K range to find your value. And I, and I again, I'm going to double down on Michael Thompson here. I really like him. Uh, I had a pretty good take on him earlier. So I'm going to go with Michael Thompson coming off 21 birdies. Uh, the guy can make eagles and string up birdies and has great history here. All right, Wildman, any final thoughts? Actually, you are down there in St. Petersburg. I just mentioned a moment ago that I, you know, I just, I'm not feeling Stafford. I certainly don't like Mahomes after he's just been running the AFC the last three seasons. You know, I find myself, as I look at the remaining eight teams, gravitating back towards Tom Brady. How are things down there in the Tampa area? Um, how, is, how is the bandwagon down there in Tampa Bay for all you guys? Is everybody on it? Everybody safely seatbelted in? I will tell you this. it is uh, Seating is at a premium on the bandwagon down here. There's a Brady <laughs> jersey every five square feet in this town all of a sudden. There's murals painted on buildings and stuff like that. Um, but look, I mean, the, look, they got blown out in the uh, – um, what am I? Regular I season. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> regular season. Defensive front, you know, that can get to Brady uh, with his limited weapons could 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 make a difference. It really is an interesting matchup when you think about Luke Donald. Although, I mean, Jensen's one of the best centers in football, Aaron all pro Donald. center. Um, what's that? Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Aaron Donald. I'm sorry. Who did I say? Luke. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Luke's getting it done. done. I don't think Luke's getting it done this weekend. 5'7", 145. I don't <laughs> yeah. think he's getting to the quarterback. Aaron Donald presents a really interesting matchup, though, for Tom Brady, a guy that's not used to getting hit. If there's a defensive front that can hit you, it's going to be the Rams with Vaughn Miller, perhaps the best pass rusher over the last 20 years in the NFL. Bones DK, how is your bankroll looking after Wild Card Weekend in the NFL? You know, I, was, I actually was one guy off from the perfect lineup in the $33 single uh, on this Saturday, whenever the, the Bills played. Um, the winner had the same exact lineup for me as me uh, for 20K, except I went Diggs and he went Jamar Chase. Oh. Hindsight, that's an easy decision, right? And it, it cost me about $15,000, one guy off. That was about the closest I got, and I won a few hundred dollars. So 
Got a nice little bankroll heading into uh, into golf this week. Hoping, hoping to win the 50K in golf this week, I'll tell you that much. TW Man's forte is golf because just earlier this week when WVU played Kansas, Wildman nailed the exact score or missed it by one point. And yes, he, still, right. he still lost money on the game. How does that even happen, Wildman? Hey, man, you know, you bet with your heart sometimes, not with your brain, you know? I called it. I said, I think I said Kansas... It feels like Kansas 85-57. That's exactly right. And I, and I think it was 85-59 or something. It was 85-58. You missed it by one point. Yeah, So, and I, but I bet West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how you lose money right there. I West Virginia West yeah. Virginia taking on Baylor today. I'm on my way up uh, right after the podcast to take on Baylor, the fifth team, fifth-ranked team in the country and the national championship coming to Morgantown. All right, their golf picks are better than their NFL and their basketball picks. I promise you that. TW Man 66, Bones DK, thank you guys so much for joining us. And good luck to you guys this week. You got one other thing, Wildman. Yeah, let me add one other thing in, in commemoration of Martin Luther King, Dr. King. When you can't fly, run. When you can't run, walk. When you can't walk, crawl. Keep moving forward. DraftKings doesn't cut checks on Thursdays for these tournaments. They cut checks on Sundays. Look no further than Kevin Kisner. Uh, everybody was DMing us. Everybody was calling for help, betting him to T5. We said, hey, look, wait until the putt is in the hole in the 72nd hole. Just keep moving forward. You know, sometimes it gets frustrating, but um, keep believing. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it's a community, guys. Uh, Bones DK, TW Man, and I, we communicate all the time via Twitter um, all weekend long. Get involved in the conversation, guys. We'd love to have you. There's no doubt about it. TW Man 66, Bones DK. My name is Edge. Follow me on Twitter at GolfGuyWV. Thanks so much for listening, and good luck this week at La Quinta and the American Express. Good luck, everyone. This is a Bones Brothers Media production.